what's going on everyone this is rich here from one nation radio and the social suplex podcast network joined as always by james james what's going on man not too much just watch my vikings get whooped so i don't want to talk about football let's talk about pro wrestling well goddamn um <laughs> who did they lose to the worst team in football the buffalo bills my god um yeah man that's that's not uh really not ideal not yeah ideal. Not, yeah not not too ideal but yeah, um yeah, yeah. And, they play the, and they play the rams on thursday the Ram and the rams are good right the rams are great okay yeah so could be one could be one two and one yeah man i um you know i don't really follow who's really good and you know too much anymore i'll check in on to see what aaron Rodgers is doing and you know things of that sort but um yeah man wwe it's been a quite a week uh in the fallout of hell in a cell got a new champion crowd a new wwe champion crown i might add uh in becky lynch the real <laughs> wwe champion uh as it stands in my opinion and uh we've got a lot to get it into hell in a cell we got nxt we've also got Shawn michaels uh coming out of retirement so they say so uh, i guess we can be begin with wwe hell in a cell this is going to be the one nation live format so if you were checking this out um on the uh youtube or you're checking this out on the uh wrestling squared circle send in a question we got you but uh james what were your overall thoughts on hell in a cell uh i thought it was a i thought it was a i thought it was a thumbs up show um i, I was right there with you know probably two thumbs up until the last three matches um but you know these are long shows longer than normal and can't expect them to you know just knock everything out the park like they did the first you know the the first half of the show but um i feel like if that main event doesn't leave such a um such a bad taste in people's mouths i think that people would have you know been like smashing success it would have been it would have probably been like the best feeling of a show since Hell, like stacking back to back shows between that and also SummerSlam, we'd be like, we might, you know, WWE television might not be there, but like they're going to give us good big shows. And that one kind of is like, you're almost there. You almost had it. You almost had it. Almost. Yeah, they, um, they, they definitely disappointed me throughout the last three matches on this show, culminating in that Reigns and Strowman match where they featured a Hell in a Cell match that ended with no winner. In a no contest. This is worse than Bray Wyatt bringing his fat body out there um, to ruin the Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns match. This is not Kane making his debut uh, in one of the most shocking moments ever. This is this company protecting Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman from jobs that they don't want either of them to do. So if you don't want either of them losing, why book the match? Why waste our time? Oh, they have to build, you know, for Saudi Arabia, which is a whole another can of worms. Um, but do they I, though? But do they though? Like we, they gave them like the, the most glorified house show, maybe of all time. Um, back in what was that? What was that? Um, the end of April, late April, early early May, whatever that was. They gave them this all time house show. Do they really need to, to have to protect these two guys uh, when one of them is in the title match and they're, they're facing 
um, Brock Lesnar or or whoever else, or it's going to be those two guys that eventually have this big match in a three-way down the road eventually because obviously he screwed over two guys, um, Lesnar. Like, do they really need to do that? The thing is, like, if you weren't going to take the belt off of Reigns and you didn't want, like, Strowman's cash, even though Strowman's cash in, like, goes in the shitter anyway, um, I don't know what else they were supposed to do. They could have just done a finish. Like, just have uh, Lesnar F5 him on top of him or something like that. I but, don't but know. They did that. And then he rolled off. And then it was just waved off. It was waved on the same night where Randy Orton told this geek of a ref that acted like he'd never seen any Hell in a Cell match ever in his entire life, told him to count the pin, and then they immediately stretch her off Jeff Hardy. These two have a have what was in the beginning of a, a pretty good Hell in a Cell match, and then... Their whole boys just decided to do. Well, they just want to do some bumps, all right? <laughs> they just want to yeah, do some bumps. I, I can't. I right. can't tell you. I can't tell you like the frustration that I had watching all those geeks run out to the ring to do <laughs> nothing and take the bumps that neither Reigns or Strowman wanted to take, or di- well, they didn't want them to take. Well, okay. So my immediate my immediate thought was getting aside from what they did with the finish. Which was uh, just stupid, right? Just dumb. Shouldn't have done that. You, you, you fuck finished the hell on the cell. They said they can't hear you. What the fuck? How? Really? How can they not hear you? I don't. Oh, hold on. How about now? Can you hear James now? Can y'all hear me? Yes. No. Maybe so. We will find out in just a moment. Oh yeah. Latency. This man was talking on mute for minutes. Was I though? I think so. My thing is, if I'm on mute, then you wouldn't be able to hear me either. Huh. Maybe just because it's going to my headphones. Go to YouTube, y'all. <laughs> well, why don't you just, can you put up the link and then it um broadcasts inside the thing or no? Uh, we're going to find out. We're working with this one live on the fly, y'all, so... Uh, have fun. <laughs> if you, so I'll have to chop all this up, but we'll make it do what it does. Um, let me find the link here. But anyway, uh, Brock Lesnar's back. What did, what did you think about that? I mean, we all knew he was coming back at some time, right? Like he's, he's pretty much like, um, do you remember, you remember the Scream series of horror movies in the nineties in the early two yes. thousands? You remember like after after Scream two, where Neve Campbell uh goes into the or basically once they finally stop the 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 killer, she she puts a hole in her head and in the person's head and she's like, I'm not making I'm just, I'm making sure to like it's over. Ain't no we can't find the body. I'm putting I'm putting one through through this person's head. It's over with. It was kind of like well. We never did put one through Brock Lesnar's head. He was due to come back sometime eventually. And um, I think a point I was going to get to earlier was you think about the finish and you think, okay, they brought the guys out so they could bump on and off the sail so that those guys could be laid out or whatever, and then Brock can come in because and there's nobody to come make the save on Brock. My thing is the way they did all that. Brock may as well have just beat both, left both of them laying out, and then whoop the other four's ass anyway because he's brought free Lesnar, 
and Brock Purdy is awesome and he wants to be, right? This, this Why did he just mention, do that? This is not to mention that uh Drew McIntyre and Dean Ambrose just got left somewhere on the rafters. We don't yeah. know what the fuck happened to them. Yeah. Um and, Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Another part is, is like they told the story at SummerSlam that Brock Lesnar is far more concerned about Strowman than he is Roman Reigns. So when he gives him the F5 on to Strowman, they should have just let Strowman get pinned and and just moved on and, and been like, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, somebody interfered in Hell in a Cell match, but Roman won. And you can tell the story of he's far more concerned with Strowman than Roman. And then you can still do the three-way because Roman, because Strowman got screwed out of his cash in anyway. You can still totally. have done that. Yeah, totally with you. Um, and also, yeah. can we get Roman some wins, please? Like, so I mean, obviously it would be another one of those piss poor wins, like the rest, like the SummerSlam distraction finish. But at least, like, you get on some W's at least. Yeah. So about that, when I was watching this, this felt to me like Diesel at the 1995 Royal Rumble, and I was saying it immediately after oh. the match ended, and it was like. All right. Do you remember when Diesel won the title off of Bob Backlund and the first pay-per-view match he had? It was against Bret Hart in the 1995 Royal Rumble. And what I, happened? I raked, I vaguely remembered it. It was marred with interference. A guy they don't trust. He's never looked like Diesel more than that night. <laughs> um, in that that match, they had Owen Hart run in, Shawn Michaels, Jeff Jarrett. All this shit kept happening over and over and over. Every time you think somebody has someone beat. They would, and they eventually threw the match out, and it was a tie, just like this was in his first like title match after his you know latest coronation. Um, yeah, man, they made him look like a plate of piss, and that's not what you want to do with this guy. Like, like, is he your guy or no? Like, like, stop fucking around with it. Yeah, like that's that's one of the things that's so frustrating about like what I can, I think there is a clear, or at least, at least I think there should be a clear distinction between people that like just hate Roman because. Feeling whatever reason you want to, like he's too much of a jock, uh, he's he's too attractive for you, and you don't like the fact that like your woman is looking at him, or the fact that you think that like his matches are very formulaic or whatever else. I, whatever you come whatever reason you want, or he's not a charismatic promo yet, or not as charismatic as when he got pushed, or he was, or you didn't, you're just flat out against somebody that's over pushed to the moon. Fine, whatever you put, you can fill in that blank for whatever reason you don't like Roman. That's fine, but there is a clear distinction between. How talented that guy is right now at this point in time and where he was when he first started. And there's also a clear distinction between that guy is not over the way he should be over because of his own shortcomings and or and, or the fact that he's not over that should, as he should be because of WWE's booking decisions creatively to where this guy is the, their top guy, the guy that's always in WrestleMania main events, always in the final two or three of Royal Rumbles. And he's the big dog, and it's his yard, and all this other shit. And then you, you like, you also have to juxtapose that with how they book him and make him look so bad throughout the past two or year and a half, two years. It's, and it's, then it's also like, how everyone else looks in comparison to him, and they look even too. worse. That's too. It's like they literally make sure that there's AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan and um, whoever, and Samoa Joe, and they move on to SmackDown to make him to make some shine for him, which is fine. He's your top guy. Put him on your top show, right? Then there's we're gonna make Seth Rollins a tag team guy and an intercontinental title guy, and we're gonna make Braun Strowman literally just be an attraction and and never give him even a short term run. That's fine. And Finn Balor, he's just third, the fourth, fifth baby face, and he gets beat 
whatever. It doesn't I mean, matter. Man, he's out to you know get it like the Red Cross. Right. And that's fine. However, like you can't make the top guy, or it makes no sense to make the guy that you've made the top guy by moving all these other people outside be a whooping boy for Brock Lesnar. He should be beating the piss out of Brock Lesnar, not getting whooped in the left land every single time they interact with each other. It's it's it makes no sense. Yeah, man. Um I and, and you know that they have that match that they they built up for Saudi Arabia, and <clears throat> it's just like they got a triple threat. There's a million ways this thing can end, but I feel like, or excuse me, there are a million like ways this match can go, but I feel like there's only one way it can end, and that's with Braun Strowman getting fucked again out here. <laughs> Would you agree, or or am I off base there? I mean, if you tell me what's the most likely uh, of the three scenarios where um, Bro- Brock is Universal Champion again, Roman remains Universal Champion, or Strowman becomes a Universal Champion the first time. The least likely, the least likely situation is Strowman leaving with the belt. So yeah, he's due to get screwed over somehow, yeah, somehow creatively. Braun Strowman has been a guy that's been, you know, he he's had it worse than Reigns at points. So <laughs> yeah, times. I, I I mean, obviously in kayfabe wise, yes. Um. But they have – I have to look at it. It feels like it's a tie. We're like, oh, yeah, these are the top two guys on this brand, and both of them are losers. That's what it feels like. One of them has the belt, but he's also a loser. Yeah. And one doesn't um, have the belt, he's also a loser. And they're going to yeah. fight until somebody eventually wins. But in the meantime, hold this draw, this tie. Yeah, that's that's absolutely – just infuriating the way they just close off the show. And of course, you know, they, they rushed off the show. Uh, they rush off the air, just like SummerSlam crowd was chanting. This is bullshit. We felt much of the same thing at home. It was like, wow, we were halfway there. And then they hit a fucking left turn midway through the show. Um, and another match uh, with that, we had Ronda Rousey and Alexa bliss. Um, they came out there and you know, they had a match. <laughs> they had 12 minutes with uh nine and a half of it alexa bliss kicking ronda rousey's ass stretching her hitting her with forearms you were there with me james the whole time i was watching this like what was my reaction like because like i almost don't remember how i i just felt nothing but anger well i don't i don't i didn't really i didn't really pick up anger from you as much as like flabbergasted like what are they doing they did not realize that even with a uh, broken rib or broken ribs that Ronda Rousey would still beat her within a minute. Like, yeah. So, so that's kind of what I felt when you was just like, why would they do this other than we have to tell stories and Ronda's really good at selling. Carry, carry me a second. I'm going uh, to go grab my charger for the laptop. Okay. I don't know how to carry anything because I'm not the, the the producer, but I guess I'll just continue talking to get my Mike Simpers BB on to his uh, Brian Alvarez. Yeah, I uh, – I thought the match was okay, but we had got, I guess we kind of got spoiled with what we've been getting with Ronda Rousey on pay-per-view and thought that every match is going to be very good and creatively put together very well and well thought out with the story. I thought the story was a neat, was a good story on paper, but the, the, just the layout of it was, was wonky where they have the match where she's hurt with her ribs and so you think, okay, the whole match is going to be her, you know, selling ribs, and um, Alexa is going to, you know, basically dominate by just from the get go because she's so hurt. They really didn't do that. They more or less did a 
Ronda is has her ribs, but she's not selling the ribs, and she's kicking Alexa's ass, and then she's about to put her away within you know two or three minutes, and then her ribs just give out, and then you have Alexa dominate the rest of the match, and then she does the you know she does the face, which is now her version of the Hulk up, and, <laughs> there, and, like, she, and then all of a sudden like ribs on her no more, time to put you in this armbar and send you home, like bro, just you know feels like y'all just trying to steal minutes. On yeah, a long pay per view show, anyway. Yeah, man. Uh, Ronda Rousey, they made her feel extra regular, unseasoned, no spice, no sauce, no nothing. And <laughs> her going 12 minutes, like with Alexa Bliss, was just like, I don't know if this was some type of attempt to save face for Alexa Bliss's kayfabe accomplishments, you know, for her being a five time champion and them not wanting to discard her like that. But if that was the case, then why the fuck did they do that exactly last month? Like, this. I like I don't know. Maybe you do the 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 killing and the blow off in the rematch. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if looking at it now, yeah, that would that would have made more sense. But you know, a lot of this stuff is you know booked by the seat of your pants, week to week stuff, and they go from the next show. The, like, what's the big show? This one. All right, well, we'll focus on the big show right now, and then we'll continue going. Um, so. May, you know, I don't really think there was much of a plant thought there for that one, but it would have made more sense for her to be selling ribs the first time. And then you wonder, you know, maybe Alexa does retain. She finds a way to lose herself out. And then the second match, she gets the rematch. Then she just leaves no doubt, and then it's over with, and you can move on. But then again, I guess doing it this way more or less protects Alexa. Um, because, you know, she, you know, it, it really wouldn't do her any good to get, to get whooped on and then – she then goes and wrestles Alexa. I'm sorry, Alexa. Uh, uh, so I got Trish Stratus. That would have that wouldn't have been that good of a look either. But you know, um, I don't know. Like I think I think Trish is going to end up losing anyway. So it, I, I don't know if like I think she would got her heat. I think God she would got her heat back anyway eventually. God damn. Um, yeah, I can't even think about evolution right now. There's just so much going on on the internet. Don't, don't, like, I'm not even, look. Yeah. There's, look, there's leaked cards. We don't know what's real. We still try oh, to figure I, out. Oh, oh, oh no. I, say, I knew that card wasn't real. Like that, that came out. Like it, it was unequivocally fake. And there have already been matches that have come out that have contradicted that thing. So, yeah. like, that shit gets no play on this side. Okay. Um, okay, I'm just saying, like, don't. I'm not even gonna worry about it until we get. And once we get past Super Showdown, that's when I'll get really, you know, I'll start thinking about it as opposed to, you know, oh my god, what are they doing with this card? Like, look, I look, I know, I know who's in the final for the May Young Classic. I'm pretty sure what's gonna be the SmackDown Live Women's uh, Championship match, right? Like, I, I, you know. NXT, you know, like Kyrie Sane's NXT champion. I don't think she's gonna lose. The, I think she's gonna be in a title match. Um, I seriously doubt that she's gonna lose the belt before we get to a takeover. So, or this show. So, I'm okay. So I got three matches I can rely on right now. I'm good on. So, like, I'll let the other stuff when it comes there. Then I'll worry about it. Yeah, man. Um, we had the Miz and Maurice against Daniel Bryan and Brie Bell in a mixed tag team match. It did feel hotter than their SummerSlam match somehow. Um. Brie Bella and Maurice, or excuse me, just Maurice, is absolutely horrible. They should never let her inside the ring again. Just, they had one thing to do, James, and they fucked it up. One thing. Don't don't tell me she just had a kid. All you had to do was do a roll up. Don't don't tell me about that. Like, <laughs> um, but most of this was uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan was kicking the Miz's ass. wasn't necessarily spectacular or anything. 
I don't know, man. The Daniel Bryan Dream Match tour continues. <laughs> um, I think this is just a stopgap match. Period. Like they just did this. Just I they just did this for one reason and one reason only was because we have we're gonna get this in Australia and who knows when else we're gonna get it. So they decided to string it along and you know whatever. Like not all matches have to be like anchor matches that mean that mean everything all the time. Um, on a card. So this is just a variety show. You know, Vince always, you know, wants to do sports entertainment, and that's a variety match to add to, to break up the monotony of singles, you know, singles excellence between two people with grudges or whatever else. They want they want to throw some, you know, family feud shit on there, fine, whatever. Like for that, and I and I looked at it at that I graded it on the curve of it's it was just some sports entertainment family feud shit. And for me, like I enjoyed it. As you can tell by whenever Daniel Bryan was doing the yes chance, I was yelling Bree much to piss you off. So I was so I was okay with this match. Yeah. I, I was just sad. <laughs> Not, nothing nothing else really to say. It's just like, wow. Daniel Bryan, a guy that was literally like God smiled down upon you as a company. Uh literally breaking, you know, all types of um, you know, media, every outlet, trending topic when he unretires. And this is just, <laughs> it's just the dream mass tour continues. You know, big cast. We got team hell no. We got him teaming up with his wife. Man, this, this is just all how I wanted it to go, James. You know, <laughs> I couldn't picture anything better, you know. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of uh, other foolishness, AJ Styles uh, retained the WWE title against Samoa Joe. Now, this was another in the long line of AJ Styles title matches going back to when he was the U.S. champion of fuckery overrunning the finishes of his match. I wrote a column last week about it. I don't think WWE has confidence in him. And if they don't have confidence in him, just take the belt off him so he can go back to, you know, doing what he was doing before he was a champion, which, you know, I don't know, man, like... Where has it gone wrong with this AJ Styles shit? And I, I don't know. They they've they've just thrown him. I'm sorry. They've they've thrown him nothing. They've they've buried him in the middle of cards. They've made him clearly a second class world champion in every sense of the word. Yeah. What did, where did it go wrong, James? Like I don't. <laughs> well, it went wrong when they decided like we want AJ, we want like the very good matches from AJ Styles to be on TV and not on pay-per-view and we, and we're going to get in the way by putting him, putting them low, lower on the card than where they probably should be by being a second main event or, or to you know, to Roman Reigns' main event or whatever you want to do. And then we're going to do these weird finishes that always like leave, leave you wanting more. You're always left leaving these ages or mostly most time when you get these weird finishes, you always left wanting more. And then eventually, like the 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 feeling of emptiness turns into apathy, and they've done the you know the crummy finish to this or to apathy with him a lot lately, and I don't I don't know why that's the case. Like he helped you know like in a crucial moment with with um, Roman when Roman is like the champion, his first title feud is with AJ, and and they're bangers back to back. Like it's it's probably that's probably my favorite eight my favorite Roman feud of all like. Ever singles like, um, you know, and then you have the, the he's a champion when he's a heel. Like it's so weird that this company is like, and I, we talk about this often. Is 
Like, this company was built on the backs of baby faces carrying that promotion, whether it was Bruno San Martino or it was Snuka or it was Backlund or it was um, Hogan or Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Austin, The Rock when he turned face, all the way through. And then, like, once and then once Triple H is like gets to the main event, everything changes. And like it's it's really it's really telling that you have all these people that get their title runs and they're always more when they get their title runs, it's more compelling or they're doing a better job as champion when they're heels and ever baby faces. AJ Styles heel title run was the best run was the best title run we've had since CM Punk's 400 days something uh, title run. Then he comes back a year later. Well, not even a year. We come back like 10, 10, 11 months later. And he's a baby face. And it's just, you know, it's just there. Like, and I think the part of it, of the part of the issue of why people are now talking about it is because it's been going on for so long now. Like we're almost to a year, a year with this title run. And this ain't no legendary reign. Oh, no, like this is not a this is not a title undeserving of lasting this long. And the only explanation I can come up with is they're saving stuff with Daniel Bryan or Miz become champion, or you know, because they're trying to you know have them you know at the title. But like this just isn't like the matches are there, like the wrestling's there at certain points at certain times. Like um, the Survivor Series match with Brock, the wrestling was there. Um, when he's doing multiple man matches, uh, like the like the fast lane match, when it was like a six way or seven way, I can't remember. There was a Cena match on TV that was pretty good. You got that there. You got the two Andrade matches are there. Like the Rusev match is there, but that's just a one off because we all know that Rusev is a guy that's really over, but like that is a guy that's more over than his push, and it's not gonna go nowhere really. And that was a one off. He was a bum of the month. Yeah, we got him out of there. Like, but when we're doing. You know Nakamura, and we're doing screw job, weird finishes, wacky finishes, finishes that get you know they get rematched up, and then like the the simulation of the matches don't actually solve for what happened in the story. Like there's a disconnect right now between there's just a disconnect in the booking. It just is, and, and like that's in, that's indicative of all the stuff that's going up and down the roster. But you would think that it would take more care for you know AJ is at worst their number three guy in the entire main roster every single day. So it's really weird for them to treat him like this. And he's the number one guy on his, on his own brand. So it's like, I don't, like, where's the care here? I don't, I don't get it. You get the vibe that they trust him, but they don't trust him that much, which is fucking strange since you've had this guy on SmackDown from day one coming out of the gates flying. And it's, it's another like disappointment. It's like, do, do, is there like I had a guy comment on the column? Like, is it too much to say, hey, we're gonna like is it too far of a theory to say we're gonna take these guys that were in other places and AJ Styles happens to be one of them when he was booked with Nakamura and now when he's booked with Samoa Joe to book them in bad feuds out of a fucking flex, like out of like to just to show that we fucking own them now and they're not as good as the WWE guys. I don't think that's the uh, a ludicrous assumption to make. We've seen them do to them cool dudes down for their own part, even though they own them and they can make money off of them and they're your guys now. Like, is there something to that? Because I think there is. I mean, there could be, but like, I'm just, I just can't go with that when you're like, 
I just can't go with that when you're doing enough to say, okay, we're going to put you on the cover of the, of the freaking video game. We're going to, and I, I don't know whose decision is. I know sometimes too, it's, it's up to 2K or whatever, so they make their suggestion of who's on the cover. But Covers are fan favorites. They can't put Roman on that cover. People will fucking riot. What are they going to do, not buy the game? People will say they won't have buy the game, and okay. they'll probably get weeks of negative press on it. I mean, he's the top guy in the company on, on everyday roster, so why shouldn't he be on the game? Put him on the cover. What y'all scared of? But any, but besides the point, like AJ's clearly got to deserve to be on. They're the, terrified about worthy. Roman Reigns. AJ is clearly somebody that's, that's worthy of being on the cover. But what I'm, what I guess, what I'm saying is, there could be something. You might be onto something with um, the these guys are people that you know the came from the land of misfit toys. And they're not the guys we picked, but they got over. So, damn it, we're going to push them, but we're going to push to a certain level. But, like, if that's the case, and, like, I don't see, like, why – if that's the case, and, like, why is not Miz not – have you know, been the, been the champion by this point in time when he came from Raw to SmackDown after blowing up on SmackDown, going to Raw, making Raw the better show at the time he was there, and then coming back to SmackDown somehow even hotter. Like, they had look. They had agendas and they had stuff in the way that prevented that. Uh, there, there was a guy that's from Canada by way of India who won the Mrs. World Title. I feel like <laughs> so. Um, yeah, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe uh, are now booked in a rematch that is not just a submission match, which would have cured you know whatever booking this would have been. Uh, they did the Undertaker Brock Lesnar finish with the tap, and they you know stretched this out into now a no DQ no countout match and. But, 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 but more but bullshits on deck. But Rich, what happened in the last match? A submission that that was not called. No, they asked for a no DQ, no count out match where there must be a winner. The or last there was match, a winner. The last match featured no disqualification, no count out, and there was a winner. The fuck? Yeah, uh, I I don't know how anyone uh, can come on on here, look me in my face, and say this makes sense. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the story you're being told, James. <laughs> um, the highlight, yeah, the highlight of the night, uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler retained the Raw Tag Team Championships over Rollins and Ambrose in one of the better uh, matches on the WWE main roster this year. Uh, McIntyre looks like he's a superstar. Ziggler looks like he's just a guy that got, you know, he's he's nurturing along a hot act right he now. Of, he has a lotto ticket. He, ha he yes. has a lotto ticket in his yes. pocket as a winner. That's what Ambrose, Ambrose was a guy that made a hot return and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> and Seth Rollins has been the WWE Wrestler of the Year. Uh, now he's taking pinfalls in tag team championship matches. Match was excellent. Uh, at the finishing sequence, I think it went up to a whole nother level. Um, there were long parts of the match where there wasn't too much happening, but then the end got so freaking good. I think you can forgive that. And... I thought this was this was an example of WWE pulling their heads out of their asses with the tag team division because the the belts have been in the dumpster the entire year, um, not only on Raw but on SmackDown as well. I wrote in my preview, "Don't tell me these belts mean anything. Show me." And I feel like they did show me that you know these belts mean something. And even though I, I predicted that the Shield would win, I think leaving them on Ziggler and McIntyre. Is a decent enough position right now because you're obviously not having Drew McIntyre go up the card and challenge for the world title now. You can just keep him uh, marinating and slow cooking because he's been slow cooking all year. And I think by the time we get to the Royal Rumble, he's going to be uh, someone to watch out for. Maybe not to win, but maybe a Final Four. Like I think, I think yes, he'll be in the Final Four. 
But I think he won't get a out if I were them. I would hold off on the you know the the, the champion the t- or the title picture program for McIntyre <clears throat> until like SummerSlam time next year. Uh huh. like there's a few. They, I think I feel like they're not. I feel like you know clearly he's the guy they're gonna give a push to. He deserves rightfully so. Like the dude checks off all the boxes, right? Um, like I mean I saw that the first night when they did Brooklyn three. Like I was like, oh yeah, this is. Like when Vince would be like, "Oh yeah, I remember you. I remember you. Oh, you can really, really wrestle now. You can, you know, like, and you, you know, you carry yourself like a man of inner now. Definitely. Like, so for me, I think that is there. But like, you know, he's a heel, so he might get a little bit more love. But you know, because he gets to do dastly things. But I don't know. Like, I think they might even want to." Slow down, because I mean, what do you think is gonna what? Like, what would he be doing at WrestleMania 35? For like, if you thought if you were quote unquote Vince and you were trying to shotgun him, what would you be doing with him at WrestleMania 35? You would be challenging Roman Reigns for the title, but that's not exactly where they want to go. They like to have Roman Reigns going in as a challenger, even though he should be going in as a champion at this point. And also, Trey should be who's going to beat him. And also wrestling, and also wrestling part timers, not actually like his contemporaries and peers. Yeah, they have that happen as well. So, <laughs> I, um, I, I think I think I'm like I I agree with you. That's what I joked about at WrestleMania at, at uh, Brooklyn Three. Like, yeah, that's gonna be the, the main event of WrestleMania Thirty Five. But like, given how you know how this how the the trajectory and the track that we've been on, and I think that it'd be better served for SummerSlam because WrestleMania seems a little too fast. Yeah. They um, yeah. I think they've got to um take a look at what they have in him, and they've got to make the right decision because they don't like they get it wrong so often with guys that they have a chance to get it right with that it irreparably damages a lot of them, and they just turn out to be guys that linger and hang around forever. Like, don't get it wrong. I think Dean Ambrose is a great wrestler. I think he's uh exciting in his own way. He's just hanging around at this point. Yeah, he's window dressing. He's an accessory to the main event now. He's not like a like you can't build a show around him right now. And that's because they take they get to they walk these dudes up to the ledge. They walk them down the aisle and then they say, fuck it. We're not marrying you. And and we're leaving you there, uh, essentially. And all these dudes get left holding the fucking bag and then have to essentially, you know, reclaim their lives uh, afterwards. (laughs) So uh, whatever they do with McIntyre, I just hope they do it right. Um, Moving on. We have a new WWE champion. Yes, Becky Lynch defeats Charlotte Flair. One, two, three. Clean in the middle of the ring for the SmackDown Women's Championship. She is the new champion. Why do I feel like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop now? Because it's WWE main roster booking. And sooner or later, they're gonna fail. They're gonna fail somebody, like everybody, eventually. Like who? I think I made this point to you yes or the other day. Like who on the main roster that's been on the main roster for like two or three years, like twenty four months, thirty six months, is having like is having two thousand eighteen be their best year? I don't think you can say that about anyone. Yeah, like it, Miz 2016, Strowman 2017, like uh, Roman 2016, 2000, yeah, 2015 or 16 would be that year uh, with the great matches and whatnot. Uh, 
Rollins, maybe Rollins, but he's not maybe Rollins, but maybe Rollins, but maybe. um, but you could say you, you say it's 2015, he was actually the champion, like yeah, <laughs> so. and, and he and he was having incredible matches just as well, too. And he was doing more flash stuff as a as a chicken shit hill and big matches. Go figure. Um Ambrose, no. Um but what'd you think of this match though? Like like I know there was there were a couple moments that weren't exactly like smooth or anything. I still feel like it's the best women's uh, title match on in months on uh, WWE pay per views. Oh and, yeah, it's the best one since at least WrestleMania thirty four. <laughs> I'm so glad to see like the Carmella Alexa Bliss era over. Uh, it, ain't over. it ain't over. It might uh, be over. It yeah, might be over for Carmella. It might be over for Carmella, but it's not over for Alexa. Yeah, like, we, gotta we remember, work on that. Got to remember, she's. You got to. This is a video being recorded, sir. What are you doing? No, they can't see me. Only when I speak. <laughs> oh my god! So no, that was saying I'm trying to get her out of here. Like, look oh, at the phone. The phone like, oh, yeah, the Marcus can be. Okay, yes. I thought you were doing another gesture. I was like, yo, that. How do I don't. I don't know what you're doing. Um, I don't, I was like, uh, that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it works. Um, but yeah, like, I think Alexa's doing another shot. But more than that, like, Alexa is somebody that actually absolutely has value. So does Carmella. Carmella has value, but I don't think her value comes from wrestling matches that last longer than seven, eight minutes. Um, Alexa, she doesn't, she can wrestle, she can be in these sorts of matches. I think they need to cool off with it before the fans start to, you know, turn on her for being overpushed. Same for Charlotte, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but how, do you, how do you feel like they're handling Charlotte right now? Because it just feels like malpractice at a point. Um, well, but that's the thing. We're talking. We're talking about this show up and down the card. What are we talking about? Malpractice. Not, Lots not of whether it. or not Roman Reigns is a good wrestler or a great wrestler. Not whether or not Joe or Strowman is over. Not whether or not. You know, Miz is cutting great promos, and Daniel Bryan is still a, a superstar. We're talking about like, are they what they're storytelling, and they're you know, and the main key factors of the story, the story, um, the key things that are happening, are they doing damage to these wrestlers and also their programs? And the answer seems to be every single every step along the way is like, yeah, these are fundamental flaws that are that are hamp hampering people's enjoyment of the program. I mean, of the show in general. So, I mean, yeah, they did the whole heel turn thing. It backfired. They thought, for, you know, they made the best decision by getting rid of the rejection of the fans from Becky and deciding to focus on the fact that, like, the, that Becky hates this woman's guts for everything she's taken from her over the years. <laughs> people are, you know, people are rallying behind her and, you know, it's, I feel like part of this has has been able to savage or salvage what I thought was almost an inevitability of what was going to happen to Charlotte. Um, so now we can focus on the fact that like these are the two these are the two best these are the two top women in that division and they're both fighting for the for the greatest prize of it all and it's getting personal. I love it. This is the I feel like this is the best feud in the on the main roster. Yeah, um, it, it's going to be strange to see where they go. They gave us uh, the desired result so fast. They are still framing Becky Lynch as a heel, uh, but she's not insulting fans anymore. Uh, she's run up on her from behind. She's calling her a bitch. They're making Charlotte just like 
they're giving you no real reason to boo Charlotte except the way Charlotte delivers her lines just comes off as grating sometimes. And but if you look yeah, at it, yes, and condescending and, and very in the whole bunch of lecturing, yes. Yeah. Yes. But if you look at it, the the what what they're like having her do, it's like this gracious woman. Like, why would anyone be mean to her? And eventually I, I think they think they're gonna wear everyone down with it. It's not gonna work. Oh, I know. <laughs> because okay. oh, I'm like, oh, you want to play that game? Oh, we ain't got nothing but time, Vince. And, and like, like they've had four years of time for Roman Reigns telling him, no, it ain't working, bro. Like, yeah. And this is this is a lot more lower stakes than that. So I feel like people can just be extra petty. Oh, we're gonna come out here and cheer Becky no matter what. Like she can attack an old woman. Like yes, Becky, go. I mean, that you know they was already what they were up to when they had her like on the go home show. Like she basically, you know, sna- basically snatched uh, Charlotte by the scout when she's out taking pictures with those girls on the on the. That on was the great. Instagram. You're just like, okay, we get it. However, nobody's going for it, Vince. Like, I understand you're a master manipulation. You're manipulating people for when did he take over the company? What eighty? What eighty four? Eighty three. He took it up. Okay. Like ever since he bought a company from his daddy, like for literally like two generations of time, he's manipulating people all the time to get to do what he wants. And, you know, less and less every single year is working for him. But like, yeah, he's still a master of manipulation. This one ain't going to work for him. If you, this ain't going to go the way that you think in the words of uh, a Luke Skywalker. It's just not. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, we've got uh, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. They had a hell in a cell match as well. Jeff Hardy was swinging from the top like a monkey, uh, a, literally a spot monkey, uh, trying to cure his addiction. Um, <laughs> in, in one of the dumbest spots uh, that I could ever remember in a Hell in a Cell match. I don't know why he was up there. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. I don't know that he knew that Randy Orton got the fuck off the table before he even let go. I thought the match was hilarious. We had they featured Randy Orton coming off the top, or excuse me, bouncing off the ropes and hitting him with a chair in slow motion, which is absolutely fucking hilarious. And if you guys have not, he did it not once; he did it fucking twice, <laughs> just just to make sure. Um, I, so if Randy Orton sees this video, I I just want him to know that we got lots of enjoyment out of watching that. Yeah, like this was. This was the best match. This is the best singles match that Jeff Hardy has had since he's been back. And this was the best match, singles match that Randy Orton has had since, like, the match with, like, AJ at back in, like, what was that February of or March of 2017? You like, say that or the, the Nakamura TV match that they yeah. had? Yeah, I, I, I think this was better than that. But, but yeah, like, this is on, I'm on the, like, it's been, few, it's been few shimmers and flashes of brilliance from, from Randy Orton, who is, Regardless of what y'all want to say, is a great fucking wrestler uh, when he wants to be. And he kind of felt like, I guess he just wants to total in the mid-card, but like he feels like he feels like he's on to something again by basically being like a vert, like the legend who is a legend killer. He's almost on some Highlander shit. Like, there can only be one. And I'm going to come, I'm gonna go from place to place to place, like slicing off heads. Yeah. He's I, you know, um he's form, definitely right? he's it's definitely getting well. He's definitely getting heated up for something, whether it's a yeah. returning Rey Mysterio, whether it's a Daniel Bryan, whether it's an AJ Styles. Yeah, uh, I think you can you can send him in any of those directions, and then yeah. all three of those are baby faces that people are not going to want to see get beat on by Randy Orton. So right. maybe and, they got something. 
And another thing is like with the screwdriver thing, and then the the two days later when he does the he's bullying the production geek, and it's almost like he's getting his rocks off by looking at like the him mutilating that ear. Like yeah. he's almost turning to like this sadist. He's almost like he's turning into like all lives matter. He's like he's almost like he's like all lives matter. Uh, Suzuki, like he's turned into Minoru Suzuki. Out here. Like, he's just, that he's that man bastard. turned into Mega Suzuki. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this cruel, like this cruel bastard that just wants to hurt, inflict pain on people, and like, like that's that might be the new direction because then he gets to do, be like more methodical, which is like you know, oh great to be methodical, but like at least like he gets to he's, he's gonna figure out try to do stuff that gross people out or whatever else. And I tell you yeah. right now, bro. That whoever decided like over the past few months for him or or since Russ SummerSlam to dar- start doing this ear thing with with the gauges and or, or like it's 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 brilliant like it's gruesome but it's not like oh yeah that's not PG you can't do that like there's no blood he's just yeah it, you know, it's a skin lady eardrum like it's it's whoever came up with this should, should get a raise like it's 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 brilliant it really is. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap up Hell in a Shell overall. Um, I thought it was half a great show. Uh, after the tag team match, I can't recommend anything. Uh, but everything up to the tag team match, I say go out of your way to see. So, <laughs> um, definitely. So we're gonna move on to, uh, and we're in our live format now. So we would normally chop the the uh, audio here, drop the music, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and just talk about the NXT. Um, show from what day was that, Jane? NXT normally on Wednesday, sir. The nineteenth. Uh, I guess that'd be the nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah. So that Matt or that show was uh, headlined by Ricochet and Pete Dunne, an absolute classic in every sense of the word, except the finish. But uh, I think we kind of knew going in. The only real question was how much time would they give them. And it feels like they gave him like a whole thirty minutes to go out there and say, "Hey, do y'all?" Yeah, it was. I would say I think the match started around like uh, you know eight thirty-five, whatever. But it was like twenty-five minutes of a match or twenty. It's over twenty minutes, and it it was a great match. Like it was, it was probably like the best worked wrestling match. I can't remember since when. Like maybe in in, in WWE. Ugh, probably, probably Andrade and, and Gargano, probably. Yeah, um, like, they they just did so much great st- creative stuff, and like it was really fun to watch. Like Ricochet, who was his high flyer, and the Bruiserweight, who was his great technical wrestler, who literally is out here, you know, torturing people with all types of holes to the arm and the shoulders and elbow. Um, it was great to see them actually like a crowd that hot for Matt wrestling for that long. And because like they weren't just sitting in rest holes, they were actually like in working holds, you know, going through and like you know trying to you know trying to get a hook on somebody, and then like from there you just get an explosion of just ricochet at his best, and and you know else strikes and forms and and just just a blur of of just crazy moves and and, and near falls and, and sequences. It's just like I thought it was a five star match. Honestly, I I really did. Like, uh, you know, I didn't have the audio in. I was listening, you know, it was me, you, and Jeremy, you know, more or less all listen to each other, mark out over over all the stuff going on. But, <laughs> like, I thought it was a five-star match. Like, it, it was incredible. 
Uh, let's start with the opening segment. We had Dakota Kai teaming up with Diana Perrazzo, who I actually ran into last night at the uh, NXT Largo show. Uh, so what's up to Diana Perrazzo? She's like so tiny in person. Like, <laughs> like, I, so I just let her know, hey, I, I was there for Shimmer 100. Really enjoyed your match with Madison Eagles. Uh, she said, you know, thank you. And she was very nice. Uh, there were two other guys with her that were security for NXT. I assume they're like trainee guys and then he's like yeah man I'm, I'm afraid of her i was like yeah bro i've seen her work like i was like, i want no smoke smoke and i grabbed my arm you know right in front of her just to let her know but uh shouts out to diana perrazzo uh, she teamed up with dakota kai that geek uh against Aaliyah and lacey evans so um you know the, the, some of the highlights in this were perrazzo mocking uh, Lacey Evans after escaping uh, the Body Scissors submission because Lacey Evans tried to play Perrazzo's game with the grappling. Um, Perrazzo did like a, a, a side window slam into a wrist lock uh, to basically work on uh, Evans's right hand, which is the same hand that she uses for her finish called the women's right. Uh, Aaliyah got in and the crowd just gave her hell uh, the whole time. Dakota Kai was hold on, hold on real yeah. quick before, before you go on. So was that Burberry? Oh my god. <laughs> no, was that Rich? Was tell tell me honestly, was that Burberry? Yes or no? I'm inclined to say no, but no. it looked like it a lot. No, okay, no, no. Let me phrase that. If it wasn't Burberry, were they trying to make fake Burberry look like Burberry? Yes. Okay, yes. thank you. Yes, 2003 style Burberry yes. was out here. Like? <laughs> so, uh, Aaliyah and Lacey Evans uh, won uh, by pinfall in eight minutes. Um, you know, what, what did you think of this match, James? I know Dakota Kai was running wild for a little while, but you know how Dakota Kai gets down. I think it's, I, felt, I almost feel like, okay, so. Do you remember the SummerSlam feud between the SummerSlam match between Daniel Bryan and Miz, where the whole thing was built up on on Daniel Bryan wanting to punch Miz in the face, right? And then it was it was almost poetic that Miz actually takes out Bryan with a with a punch to the face, but it was you know it was the loaded knuckles with the with the brass knuckles. It was it was almost poetic that this 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 chicken shit heel knocked this dude out by cheating with the with exactly what he said he was going to do to knock him out. I think it's awfully poetic that. This fucking geek. Dakota, yeah, just keep going. I, I think it's yeah. I think it's really poetic that this fucking geek Dakota Kai is going out here in these matches. She fires off. She's a cap. She's a captain of team kick, and she's kicking people. And they're not vicious kicks, but like she's she's clearly someone that's um a very talented wrestler. But her comeback is with kicks. She's kicking people uh, left and right, and then the next thing you know. She, she, a blind tag happens, and then the captain of the team kick gets her ass knocked the fuck out with a right hand and just left land. It was just, it was, it was, it was very, very fitting. I thought, I thought it was very appropriate. Yeah, man, and I think so. So, what, what was the last thing you said, James? Yeah, I thought it was very. I think it was very fitting and pro almost poetic that the captain of the team kick got our ass knocked out with a punch. <laughs> I think I think, it was, I think it's great. I really do. It's like they really. It feels to me like they are trying to trying a long form story by you know almost Bailey like with with Dakota to where she eventually reaches mountain peak, however, or the summit, however. 
It is so fun watching her get beat up. It really Bro, I don't know what it is. I, I enjoy it so much. Uh, Michael Grimes was saying in the comments, he was like, why do they always make Kyle look weak and scared? Even in Largo last night, she looked scared as fuck. So check this out, James. The There was a three-on-three match, elimination. Uh, the three horse women against Kyrie Sane, Dakota Kai, and Candice Ray. So, so, it's, uh, so hold on, hold on. You said EO, no, Candace? No, Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie, Kyrie, Candice, okay. and Dakota. Okay. Because I know EO was doing some uh, some some matches, some three-way matches with her before, some six-way or six-woman uh, matches with her. So, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, how did the, how did the, um, how did Jessamine and, um, and, uh, oh, I can't remember her name. Marina Shafir, like, they look, like, perfectly look? fine, like, competent wrestlers, like, no worse than, like, anyone else. Uh, Jasmine Duke's really tall, so yes. she has, like, a, very a slight. good presence. Good presence. Uh, yes. We were chanting Chop Mania, which they no-sold. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the deal with that match was, so they got Kyrie out of there first, and she, like, did the Eddie Guerrero disqualification, so they didn't pin her. So, oh, she, like, they, they did this whole deal, and then, you know, they got Candice out of there. Maria and Shafir pinned her off, like, a T-bone suplex or something. And then it was Dakota Kai left against those three, and my phone was dead at the time. So, I had Jeremy text it to the group chat, like, Dakota Kai is left three-on-one with the horsewomen. Dakota's going to die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not a chance. So, I don't know. Like, she – Did she even – hold on. Did she even get one elimination, or she just got – No, no, no. There was a sweep. Good, good. Clean sweep. Clean but, sweep. Get him out of there. But what she did, I was like, man, this feels like Lex Luger going up against the NWO. Like, she was running wild uh, one-on-three for, like, a couple minutes. And then after that, it was like, you know, you had to, she had to get put down like a dog in the street. Okay. Okay. So um, they showed uh, the Street Profits. Hold on. Hold on. Did she get choked out? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tap. Yes. Well, Broomsticks. Uh, <laughs> so they had a uh, True Prophets promo. They were talking, uh, you know, about their win over the mighty. Uh, Ford was talking about, you know, not just change the idea, and he was happy with how everything went. They got in their car and left. They showed the uh, Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair no contest from a week ago. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so this interviewer uh, person that ran up on them uh, after playing basketball on the street, which, like, until somebody tells me different, that was absolutely Bianca Belair who was interviewing them, right? Because, like, who else has that such charisma and confidence in asking a competent question, right? So they say, why, why – ask a great question. Why in the middle of a match are you so concerned about some damn chains? And then they say this, this thing about, like, you know, the chains are representative of the struggle and our success and, and yeah. our culture. And I'm just like, ugh, that's – okay. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. I, I um, didn't. I didn't like it one bit. We talking about we talking about chains that are probably fake. We ain't even talking about diamonds. Whatever. Yeah. Move, yeah. move on. So your diamonds fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot about the part, but um, they did. Uh, one of the guys from the Forgotten Sons, Jackson Riker, the former Gunner and from TNA. Uh, doesn't have a, quite a full head of hair, but he has everything else as far as body-wise they're looking for. He's tall. He was actually on the show last night as well. Um, he defeated Humberto Carrillo was his name. And I believe Carrillo is, is a prospect. He's someone famous as son, but they're probably going to repackage him. Um, Jackson Riker got that man out of there. And, yeah, you know. like 
I did not realize that, that Jackson Riker was that big in Brawlick until he took the vest off. It's like, it's not, you never heard like, um, I think it was Steve Austin or it was maybe DDP, maybe even, um, but anyway, if so, somebody from the attitude from the, you know, Monday Night Wars era will talk about Scott Hall and mm-hmm. say that Scott Hall, when you see him like with a shirt on or whatever else, you just say, oh, that's just a guy, whatever else. He's tall, but he's just a guy. And then all of a sudden he will see him warm up and get his pump going before he come out for a match. And then all of a sudden, like, this guy just like his gangly person looks like a million bucks out of nowhere. <laughs> like the second that the like the second that that um Jackson uh took off that jacket or took off that vest, all of a sudden I was like, yo, he looks like Batista. <laughs> like, where, where did this come from? Where did this dude come from? Like, oh, he, you know, big guy, whatever else, nice size, too. All of a sudden, oh yo, this dude looks gigantic. Yeah. Um they they went on from there, and uh, William Regal was questioning different people, uh, and he had Candice LeRae called her to the stand uh, and made Candice look at the knucks, uh, ju- you know, it, it, and quite a striking visual. Um, she said that, you know, her and, you know, Kyrie and Cassie didn't see what happened. She says that her and Johnny are trying to keep their personal professional lives separate, and she gave him an alibi, and then Regal just thanked oh! her for the time. She didn't really give him an alibi. She said that she, she tried to point towards it being Tommaso, alluding to it being Tommaso. And then she did say that, like, you know, there was some time, there was a time, a window of time where she wasn't attached to Johnny. She told the truth. She didn't just, you know, just go on the stand and lie, which is which is fantastic baby facing, which leads me to ask you a question. Why in the fuck would anybody question Candace LeRae's integrity? Why? Hey man, I can't trust nobody in NXT. I was asking if the refs uh, ran up on Aleister Black. I can't trust a soul. Everyone down there is corrupt. They all trying to get caught up, James. That's a, that's a pressure environment going on out there. We don't know who's up to what. Uh, but a question from Mike. He said, uh, do you think Bella and Cross is going to get a no DQ at a takeover? I don't see it because they're not the title picture. They'll probably get a TV match. Uh, I we're, we're unspoiled on this show, like so. Uh, like I, I don't read the spoilers for NXT since we started covering it. Same here. So I, I don't know what may have been booked for a takeover, but the way like things are just kind of going. Uh, I in NXT's history, a secondary women's feud not for the championship doesn't tend to you know take up any real estate on a takeover card. Now. If they move, if they ever move takeover to a full on three hours, it should get a second match, and this should this match will fit perfectly onto that card. But I think that this is going to be another match where they have a big mat, big time match, and it's going to be on uh, takeover. It's going to be on one of the shows, you know, probably like the a month from in the next set of tapings um, that they get over with or whatever else, and then they move focus onto you know the uh, whatever their plan is for. Um, evolution in the title match. Like, you know, we all assume that we all would assume that the next title shot would go to the former champion. Um, I'm blanking on her name, my guy, Shayna. But all right, we good. It's not. 
My fault, uh, Jim. Um, yeah, man. I I think they've. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna. Can you hear me? Okay, so stars, uh, and I think that um, this match was a great of any other. Every and putting together a match. Done match went to match. Went ahead, gave five that even they found in NXT right now. You're muted, James. Sorry, what are you asking me? Because I, I had to drop and I said, I, Yeah, I, so I said, Done. This was like a, a match where um, this showed NXT's like ability to put together something people really are. Right now, uh, uh, in this usurp, anything like the WWE champion did, did, this, did this week, and he wrestled and yeah, fans got broke up again. Yeah, can you hear Great. me? So, hello, you now, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear, hear you now. Yeah, so, um, yeah, man, you're, you're talking about the main event of, of NXT, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I thought it was a great match. I thought yeah. that, like, I can't wait to see them wrestle again. Um, Like, I desperately want them to wrestle again. I definitely want it on a bigger stage, like, TakeOver. And I would love to see them actually do a um, champion versus champion match for real or whatever else. Because, you know, uh, quiet as kept, if you, you know, consolidate both of those belts in some way, shape, or form or, or something like that or, you know, focus on moving the NXT UK title to um nxt uk when they actually do it because it's going to be starting so they've already done tables for it like you can kind of clear up room for you know a non-title mid-card match on takeovers and i i i think you know that was my my worry about it having that that you know that extra belt added it was you know you you kind of um get in the way of being able to book the best matches you can to tell the best stories you can yeah man um yeah, so that's going to wrap up our NXT review. Um, Shawn Michaels is our last topic today. Um, uh, apparently, the Saudi Arabian bag is enough to get uh, HBK, oh, HB's chisel back up out of uh, retirement. And it looks like he's being set up uh, to be in a tag team match when they go to Saudi Arabia. They're setting the him cornering Triple H um, in Australia, you know, to get to that point, how did we get here, bro? Like out of all these times, this man is come coming back, and he's coming back for this. This, I feel like this is gonna raise the profile of these shows way higher than initially they were thought of. These are no longer glorified house shows. Maybe I got here's my thing. I gotta see it first because we all thought the same thing. My greatest Royal Rumble, 
And then what do you happen when we leave out of there watching? We're just like, yeah, this is a glorified house show. So um, I had to see it first. Like, I'm going to go in there with low expectations, and hopefully me having low expectations means <laughs> that the show's more enjoyable, and I can go from there as opposed to judging this as an actual real deal pay-per-view and getting, you know, upset because it's top-heavy or it's bottom-heavy or, you know, or this stuff – makes no sense in context to what they're actually doing on, you know, the mainland show. So I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna withhold judgment, critical, you know, heavy critical judgment on it. Yeah. Um, Sean coming back, Sean was like, you know, my favorite wrestler for a long, long time is my all time favorite wrestler. And it like, it's weird. He's going to come out of retirement. I never thought he would. So many times he, he's had the chance to. They've literally asked him almost every year. And it's just gotten louder and louder and louder. And him finally coming now to do this tag team match, as I alluded to on our other show, to me it just feels all wrong, just like out of the whole thing with Saudi Arabia and everything that comes with that. Um, I want to see Sean against like younger guys. I don't necessarily need them to restart the Attitude Era in the middle of 2018 anymore. But the segments that they produce were good, so it's yeah, like a, it's a juxtaposition. Like it's like I see these guys are doing good work, like as their promos. I just feel like it's not going to be there in the ring when it comes time, and it's just going to be like, wow, this man. Like, and and I'm not begrudging this man at all, right? If, if they're going to throw all this money at you, you go get that. Like, but it's like. They wouldn't yeah. be in the, they wouldn't be in this position if they if they handled their star creation uh better over the last five years. Yeah, definitely. Um and you know you're you're absolutely right. This definitely does feel like an, an old like heist movie where just when everybody's vets in the game and there's like, you know what, one last, one last score and, and it'll settle everything and I can go into retirement. And you just hope that, you know, given how the setup's gone so well so far. And how much better these segments and promos by the old timers, I'm gotta call them old timers, are better than the current generation. You almost feel like if they can just skate through with this, with this, you know, they can just get out of here with these smoke and mirrors, success, big success. Everybody's happy. People that are, you know, critical about them, the part-timers or whatever else, they can, you know, they can tell them all to shove it because they got their money. Uh their storyline or their storylines are all over because these people have this great tapestry of history amongst all of each other. And they can tell these stories, they can move and they can get out of there, out of dodge, and hopefully no one gets hurt because they're old. I just I'm I'm seriously I, like I'm skeptical that they're just like these heist movies where someone always ends up dying at the end. I'm yeah. skeptical that everyone's gonna get off scot free, but at the same time, I'm rooting for them to get away with the bag. I'm really rooting for them. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I really want it to work. I really do, because you know, Sean, Sean, and Undertaker are tied for my favorite wrestler of all time. Like, I don't have a top one. I don't have a number one. I don't have a number two. Those are both number one, one A and B. I don't even want to do one A and one B because it sounds like you're still, you know, picking you're, and shooting. You're ranking. Like, and so, like, they're my, he's my, like, they're my 1A, period. So, like, I really hope that this all works out. I really do. But And I and I, I was a proponent for the WWE senior division to be on these shows, right? <laughs> right but, right. like, it's like the more that this is going to happen, I feel like it's going to open the floodgates and be like, yo, let's just put them back on WrestleMania. Like, it's <laughs> it's like they won't, they won't know how to use uh, any type of restraint uh, with yes. it or anything. Yes. Absolutely, they, they 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 have no breaks. 
Like I saw a GIF of um from a retro night or retro raw of like 19 years ago where like Shane is running down to the ring, but like he run, runs out down the ramp on full in full sprint, not realizing how close, given how fast he's going, how close he is to the ring. That like if he doesn't slam the brakes immediately right now, he might like he might uh Titus O'Neil himself or worse. Yeah. Or, or uh, who busts his head today in our new Yo- Japan? Yoshihashi. So Yoshihashi um, himself, if you guys right? didn't see this, right, I'll, I'll upload a video in the Wrestling Squared Circle. Um, so <laughs> Yoshihashi was running to the ring to make the save for Okada, right? This man is flying down the entrance uh, path. He does the exact Titus O'Neil, but instead of, like, Titus getting it up and shaking it off like it's okay and he just goes in there regular, Yoshihashi's clearly rocked. Gets yes. in the ring, yes. and then all of a sudden he's busted from like here yes. all over, just pouring he blood. Caught, he caught that bottom bar to help support the the ring. That that's, yeah. that's what he ended up catching, as opposed to Titus, who was so fortunate and lucky to miss it completely and just slide underneath the apron. Like yeah. Yoshi actually caught uh, caught the, uh, the that bottom support beam. So like that that is how WWE books like. They book by the seat of their pants 100 miles an hour with no regard for anything. And then, like, they just, like, Shane McMahon, when it comes to time, need to show some restraint. they like, oh, no, I don't have brakes. It looks like he's swimming while running. So you just hope he can slow down in time so he doesn't crash into the apron. Like, so I, have a great, cool. I have a great question and answer from the comment section. So uh, Dan uh-huh. says, uh, is Hogan coming back for the senior division? Michael Grimes answered, let's hope we never see Hogan's old busted ass again. I'm with Michael, <laughs> but, but I, I would I would totally not be shocked if because this guy, um, the the prince, the Saudi Arabian prince, he's a mark for the 1990s wrestling, uh, and I feel like the offer has been made. Uh, I would not be shocked at all if if they're playing. I am a real American in the stadium in Saudi Arabia somewhere, and he's he's standing next to the Saudi Arabian trainees or whatever se- uh, segment they're going to put him in. Yeah, and also telling them, you know, uh, not to record anything or whatever else. Not because, like, you know, you might say something inflammatory, but don't record anything because it might come back and incriminate you. But not because you're actually sorry what you said, just so you don't get caught. Um, yeah. yeah, like, you know, it, we've been over this almost ad nauseum with the Hogan thing. Like, if he wants to start, you know, giving or if he wants to give a real apology, if he wants to do some work to try to put his, you know, to, um, to put his, his, his actions where, you know, Back, get us back in good graces with people that he hurt. Fine, I can accept him then. But until then, no, I, I really don't want to see him in main roster wrestling, uh, or wrestling WWE or whatever else. But move aside, you move that aside from that point. Like, I don't know if Hogan get cleared to wrestle because, like, if Hogan, I, I've said this joke. For I don't you. think he's gonna wrestle. Hell no. I've said this joke to you for years with Hogan. Like, Hogan is one more atomic leg tro- leg drop from like everything just shattering like glass. Like just <laughs> like pick a glass up and drop it on the ground right now, yeah. and that's what happened to Hogan. Yes. So, I you know you know like I'm, I understand like you know medical we advance whatever, but Hogan is sixty three. You know a broken hip will end, will, will be the end of Hulkamania right then and there. So look, I don't know real, if you want to play and, like that. The, look, the real alliance in Hulkamania, the <laughs> leg drop, like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I think that's a great place to leave it for today. Uh, hopefully, Sean, if he comes back, it's he's as good as we remember. I never have seen a washed up Sean Michaels, and I feel like Sean is is great enough to make sure that stays the case. Um, and if not, he'll be on the apron half, half the time. Don't so-
we won't, you know, get a chance to necessarily know. Uh, but yeah, man, make sure you guys are checking out all the shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, The Outsider's Edge with Rance Carl and Kyle, uh, the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show, One Nation Radio here with me and James, and Keeping It Strong Style, and Grown Men Watch This Shit. We also have our other show uh, over on the Lords of Pain uh, Radio Network, which is doing like astronomical numbers. Like we've, we've gone straight to the top, as they say. Um, and we, we're just like going in there and killing it. We've been doing a show uh, for the last four weeks uh, where we are reviewing Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live handing out our LeBron James you bum of the week and then also handing out uh the wrestler of the week. I believe Baron Corbin just won the LeBron James you you bum of the week um for the second time in 4 weeks. So we may have to yes. rename this award one day. Yes, he's the first ever he's the first ever two-time winner of the you bum of the of the of the week award. So like he 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 is he is um he's in rarefied air, I guess. What's <laughs> the word opposite of air but yeah, uh, but yeah, man. So Lord, Lords of Pain Radio Network, make sure you uh, holler at us on there. There's lots of great shows on that network as well. I believe Samuel Plan is starting uh, a show on October 10th called Sports Entertainment is Dead. You guys will have to tune in to find out the uh, connotation or the context for that. Uh, I'm not sure quite where he's going with it, but it should be interesting to listen. Um, but yeah, man, thank you guys for rocking with us. We're trying something new with like the uh, the Hangouts format. So what I'm going to do, if you guys want to listen back to this show, I'm going to rip the audio off of this, throw it up on the feed, uh, and try to clean up. You know, I know we had a couple uh, portions where the storm may have, you know, knocked some of the connection out for you guys. But uh, we're going to clean it up, and it'll be up on the feed if you guys want to listen back to this later. Listen to it in slow motion. Listen to it in speed motion, however you want to do it. And it will be embedded right here on my YouTube channel for y'all to check out. But uh, for everyone, for James, I am Rich. You got anything before we up out of here, James? Uh, only thing I really got is that like we didn't like the Vikings didn't pay Kirk Cousins eighty three million dollars guaranteed over three years to come out here and not be able to get complete a single uh first get a complete. Ah, I'm not mad, but get a complete first down in the first half against the worst team in football. That's all I got to say. Uh, we got look, three years look. to get this to work. Three years. I, I, I told you, Kirk, Kirk Cousins was sorry. I. Maybe he's sorry. All I need him to do is be less sorry than uh, <laughs> than, than uh, oh my god, I can't remember our quarterback from last year. I can't remember our quarterback from last year. That's uh, how bad quarterback Case, was. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Case Keenum? Well, I just okay. need to be less sorry than Case Keenum. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Two weeks. I need. I need to do it more consistently. That's all. And we are another week closer to Lakers basketball. So can't <laughs> wait. Can't wait. But we are out of here, y'all. Peace. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.